Welcome to TBT, a movie podcast where we relive our childhoods through movies. I'm Olivia. And I'm Miranda. And today we're going to be talking to you all about the new movie on Netflix, The Perfect Date, which was yeah. available on Netflix starting on Friday, um, April 12th, 2019. Yeah. So it's like TBT to last Thursday or like last Friday, basically. Yeah. I mean, like last Thursday night. Kind yeah, of, like last you know? Thursday, 11.59. Yeah. Whatever. Exactly. Um, okay, so we, first of all, like, before we get into the perfect date at all, just to, like, keep things, you know, separate, um, the first thing that we need to do is last week we forgot to rate the Hannah Montana movie. That's the movie that we did last week. Um, Which is if weird you'd like to listen, feel we free. We definitely did the character to keep an eye on because I'm pretty sure we did, like, I, I think at least one of ours is Taylor Swift, so. Yeah, I, I think, she's I think mine things. was, mine was, like, her grandma, so. Yeah, like, yeah. I, how, how did we just, like, bulldoze right over that? I don't know, so and, like, last and week was such it. a good week to have Taylor Swift as your character to keep an eye on, by the way. I mean, like. Big I, week for Taylor Swift. I may or may not, like, have premonitions, I don't know. I know, it's the year of Miley Cyrus, the year of Billy Ray, the year of Taylor. Well, but honestly, every year is the year of Taylor Swift. Yeah, exactly. She has no... She, it's like the decade of Taylor Swift. Um, the lifetime of Taylor Swift. Yeah, anyway, exactly. before um, but, we forget to rate it again. Yeah. What's your rating and again? I had it rated movie? in... Like, I had it rated already. Oh, to go. that's like, funny. I was like, all good. Maybe you then... thought that we did it already or something. That's so weird, because usually one of us would remember. Yeah, well, and now I can't find. I feel like the we probably both so. like had to pee or something at the end. Probably, we, yeah. We um, yeah. So uh, yeah. So like, all right. Now I'm just going completely rogue because I don't have the document anymore. So I did it extra work for nothing. Um, so I am going to rate the Hannah Montana movie a three. Wow, like that's a- lower than I thought you were gonna go. Like, I'm gonna go with a four. So what? Oh yeah. my god, that it's is enjoyable. Obscene. It's cute. I could watch it again. Like I felt like I was like ready for it to be over pretty much the entire time, and all the good songs okay. are stacked at the last ten minutes of the movie. I'm just like, what Same. the hell? Yeah. I, okay. <sighs> so disappointed. They have rock star at the beginning, but you know it's fine. Um. Okay. okay. So that order of business is done. Yes. Moving back now to the perfect date. Move on to the perfect date. Unfortunately, um, how long oh, no. is this movie? So the running time for this movie is one hour and 29 minutes, which is one minute shorter than our perfect time for a movie. (laughs) I thought I was under the impression that our perfect amount of time was an hour and 37 minutes, but I will concede that like this movie could not, should not have gone a minute longer than it did. No. Still um, could have cut easily. I mean, so much time, 15 like, minutes, probably. Yeah. I mean, I think I thought I thought we I thought our group consensus, as in like the, between you and I, um, we decided it was an hour and 30 minutes, like a okay, minute we'll ask Lindsay, she'll know. Yeah, I'm I'm sure she, you know, <laughs> um, maybe like an hour 30 with like seven minutes of credits. I don't know. I don't know where you oh, got 137. Maybe. Yeah, that's true. This was an hour and 29 minutes with probably like four minutes of credits or something like that. Yeah, so. I just think that you are like really fabricating that number. I think you're pulling that 137 out of your butt and it was really 130. I have a pretty so. good memory, so. I know, but like. I know. I okay. I feel like if it was an odd number like that, it would be. It would be available at 
my brain, but whatever. <laughs> who directed this movie? So the director of this movie was Chris Nelson, who, you know, just sounds like a regular guy. Like, sounds like a guy next door. Um, his known fours are My Dead Ex from 2018, The Perfect Date, Date and Switch from 2014, and Ass Backwards from 2013. So I think these are all, you know in the same lane here yeah, yeah. also chris nelson and another notable firsty lasty which uh i happened a lot last week i was like every male name that we we said was a firsty lasty so oh i don't think that's what a firsty lasty is uh when your first name i think a firsty lasty are... is like noah centineo you cannot just call him noah you have to call him noah centineo oh see i was a I feel like we've had this conversation before. I'm having ma- major deja vu. I always thought a firsty lasty was when your first name and your last name were both first names. No, I think a firsty lasty is like a, I don't know. I'm trying to think of literally anyone right now, but my entire, like, it's completely just blanking well, you can for go me. By, like Madonna, like you can go by just your first name. Yeah. Yeah, like, like, okay. I don't know. I don't for, feel For like example... That. John Snow is a great example. Like, no one's out here just, yeah, just calling call him John. John. Yeah. John Snow. Um, see, like, yeah, I feel like I have a totally different definition. And for okay. me, like, Chris Nelson we'll is, look it up. like, good In, call. like, Urban Dictionary or yeah. something. Um, okay, so another, like, kind of fun fact here as we get started with, like, the director and stuff like that um, is this is another movie made by Awesomeness Films, which is the same company who made To All the Boys I've Loved Before, a far superior movie, must I say. Like, Awesomeness got so lucky with To All the Boys. Like, it really is an outlier in a sea of mediocrity. Oof, harsh. Um, And I actually interned for Awesomeness TV. So, you know, I feel like I can say these things, you know? Like, maybe if they had paid me, I'd feel differently. Um, <laughs> also, to circle back around, um, so according to Urban Dictionary... You're right. A firsty lasty is love that. My two I know, favorite I know. Like, words. Yeah, I'm Olivia. You there's no other way to see it. Um, yeah, <laughs> um, is a firsty lasty is someone who always who is always called by their first and last name um, by someone who has a crush on them or by someone who doesn't know them that well. So Interesting. That's kind of, so I guess it's like for someone, it's a term of endearment if you know them or. Like I feel like if anything, it's like a term term of non-endearment. I mean, I guess if you know the person, if you know the person, it's a term of endearment. If you don't know them, it's like formality. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I then I need to know what my what my thing is called. Like when the when somebody has a first name for both their first and last name, such as Chris Nelson. I think you can hear Olivia make up a name right now. Name it. Do it. What do you mean? What? Like, what do you want to call that? Make it up. You get to pick the word. I don't know. Word. I don't want to be put on the spot because I feel okay. like it happens so much. It's going to be used very broadly. Like, we'll this think is a about it. Big decision. Okay. Um, I don't think there are any other firsty lasties in your definition that we're going to talk about. But okay. Um, so, who's the star of this movie? Well, one of the stars... This is debatable. I don't think this yeah. lady's a star, but, you know. Lady. I like how you call her lady. <laughs> um, she honestly, like, I understand that we're the same age, but I don't believe that. I mean, I Actually, think... no, because I feel like I'm a lady. Like, I'm old, you know? So, um, okay. I could not play a high schooler. 
No, no. I, I mean, I think Thank you're too you. tall to play. Like, I think even in no, high school, I think you're when I was in high school, high I was like too tall to play high school. Yeah, like I don't think high schooler has like since middle school, you probably haven't been able to play a high schooler. Yeah. Okay. Um, but okay, so I think she was top billed on IMDb. Don't give me shit. About, like, don't even start with me. Um, so Laura Morano um, plays Celia uh, Celia Lieberman. And for some reason, I really liked the last name Lieberman. I'm like, this is a very, I feel like it's very, like, north, n- northeast, like, Lieberman. Yeah, they said it a lot of times. Yeah, yeah, but I wasn't mad about it. Um, really so. a firsty lasty, because when, like, Brooks gets introduced to her parents, they, like, both, you know, they use both of their names. A real firsty lasty. Yeah, yes. <laughs> cool. What oh, do we know her it. from? <laughs> uh, all right, so her known fours are Lady Bird from 2017. The Lady War- Bird's a real firsty lasty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, if you've watched Lady Bird, you understand. Okay. Um, The War with Grandpa from 2019. Cute. Um, haven't seen it. Sounds great. Um, <laughs> no, Austin, <it's> <laughs> Austin and Allie from 2011 to 2016. And... Really, the the winner here, Alvin and the Chipmunks, The Road Chip from 2015. Wow. Honestly. Yeah. I kind of covered my note. It was, I mean this in the least shady way. She seems too old to play high school to me, but you know, so do I. You know, no one to talk here. I feel here. like she dresses she like too maturely to play high school and like her hair yeah, that was too mature. Like It was kind of supposed to be like her character, but honestly, yeah. like other than the whole plot point of like them trying to get into college I feel like this movie is not changed at all if they like play their actual ages I don't know like the characters are the same yeah okay so also in this movie is Noah Centineo duh um he plays Brooks Radigan I really don't like the last name Radigan because <laughs> it sounds like he's a rat again yeah you know? it's a weird yeah I don't yeah and he says it a lot too. Like I'm, my name is my Brooks name Radigan. is he Brooks says, Radigan. I have he says it in a way that. that's like better than like what I assu- like what I say it as. But like, I don't know. They could yeah. they should have picked something better. Sure. Um, his known fours are to all the boys I've loved before from 2018, The Fosters from 2015 to 2018, Sarah Burgess is a loser from 2018, and Abraham and Sarah the film musical from 2014. Okay. Okay. So I just want to point out that while this is in his, um, this is on his known fours still, um, this movie, whatever monstrosity it was, was three hours and fifty one minutes long. Like. I think it's what? just like a play musical. Like then maybe it makes sense that it's a little longer. I don't know. What, I don't know. It's but I appreciate that you like looked it up. Yeah, like well, I wanted to know what it was because I'm like, oh, I know a Centineo movie that I've never heard of, and I'm like, oh my god, I don't like that. Yeah. So um, prior to the release of Tat Bilb, um, <laughs> Centineo, boys, had- I've loved. I love before. I know, yeah, but okay. Olivia just wrote T A T B I L B, and I was because like, it was I'm just, oh, like I couldn't type it out again. It was too long. No, it was too it's, much. It's so long. To all the movies with really long names, um, No Sent Now had ninety five thousand followers on Twitter and seven hundred ninety one thousand Instagram followers. I'm assuming most of those are from the Fosters. the Fosters. Like I'm not thinking that he got Instagram followers from Abraham and Sarah the film <laughs> musical. Um, I hope not. But uh, less than one month later, he had 105 million Twitter followers and 9.5 no, no, no. million. He had 
million. Okay, 1.05. Yeah, not what I said? That's what I meant to say. N- um, yeah, not like 105 million. Like, oh. I th- okay. That would be One like point, Gomez territory. 1.05 million Twitter followers and 9.5 million Instagram followers, respectively. Um, and today he has 1.5 million Twitter followers and 16.4 million followers on Instagram, which is insane. Yeah, like those numbers, I was reading this article about, I, I was just doing this crazy deep dive because these yeah. people do not have that much like interesting tidbits or trivia factoids about them out no, there. No, And I was just like, holy shit, this. And there was a girl that they interviewed who had a Noah Centineo um, fan account. Oh my and... god, I thought you were going to say like tattoo. No, 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 no. She had a fan oh account, like a fan Twitter account, I'm pretty sure. And, like, before all these movies came out, and she had, like, a thousand followers, and then, like, after these, like, she said she started gaining, like, 2,000 followers per day, and now she has, like, over 100,000 followers on Twitter, and I'm just like, oh, my God, like, this is... That's crazy. It's insane. Can't wait for that to happen to us, you know? Um, Maybe we should should have become a Noah Centineo fan account. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just change everything over. You know, I'll become this, a Noah Sedano hate Sunday account, and then like we'll just sort of as people start disliking Noah Sedano more and more, I'll get more and more followers. Yeah, we're just gonna straight bait and switch. We're gonna start it as Noah Sedano fan account, and then just like, no, that is start. a bad idea. <laughs> You know. Anyway. Whatever. So, something that I didn't really realize until after I started watching Good Trouble. Again, second shout out to Lindsay and this, because it's all her fault. Um, <laughs> Good Trouble is a spinoff to The Fosters. And Noah Centineo, obviously, was, like, in The Fosters. We just talked about it. It was in his known force. Um, and he actually played a recasted character, which I thought was interesting. Like, I had no idea. The Fosters is, like, a wild world that I just had no idea anything about until I started watching Good Trouble and then, like, went down a whole, like, rabbit hole on this, like, Wikipedia page. Anyway. I was gonna say, I feel like there's, like, a, like there's an intense Reddit page out there. Like, there's yeah, some there's really like a big Wiki Reddit threads. Fan, for, yeah, you know? like, I feel like the people who, who like the Fosters, like, re- it's kind of like Pretty Little Liars. Like, if you watch it, you love it, you know? Yeah. But, like, I don't know how many people watch it. <laughs> I, well, I mean, like, Pretty Little Liars. Like, ha- like yeah. if you good are a fan, good, you're, like, though. a big-time fan. Like, yeah. you are, like, fully invested. It's a it's a deep fandom. Anyway. Yeah, there's no half-ass fans at the Yeah, and there's, there's a lot of respect there for me. Anyway, the original actor that, like, he played the recast version was the younger brother in Wizards of Waverly Place. I don't remember his name. I meant to look it up. I forgot. Um, but you know him as the younger brother in the Wizards of Waverly Place. <laughs> Yeah, not the one that was in How I Met Your Mother. The one. No, the younger one. That's the older yes, one. Yes, yes. I'm, I'm just, you know, like... The, David Henry. There. I know his name. Yeah. He came oh, into David Awesomeness Henry. TV yeah, one yeah. day. <laughs> I mean, but, like, I neither one of them would I be like, oh, yeah, Noah Centineo and that person, like, probably go for the same roles. Like, I would say yeah. that to neither one of them. No, maybe and, back then, but definitely not now. Yeah, no. No, definitely not. Speaking well, of too not tall even to back then, schooler. because I feel like I feel like that kid, like Noah Centineo, is the same age as like Selena Gomez, or yeah, like Selena Gomez. So it's like weird that the younger. I feel like the I feel like the younger brother, while he's probably not that much younger than Selena Gomez, it's like oh no, he's always going to be like a generation <laughs> behind. 
when he's really yeah. hot. So, um, his name is Jake T. Austin. He is 24 years old. And Noah Centineo is 22 years old. Just so you know. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, Noah Centineo is, is simply the reason why you feel this way. Noah Centineo is five inches taller. And those are oh um, Google um, Google Heights. So, you know Moises. Or, not Moises. I keep wanting to call this guy Moises Arias. <laughs> it's not him. Jake T. Austin, you know, is actually like 5'6". And Noah Centineo is like 5'10". On a good day. Probably. Really? He is? No. I mean, I'm just like, oh. you know, it's, it's Google... Like yeah, yeah. So info. it can be. I mean, Google, Google. It also says that like Camille so Grammer inflated. is like seventy six years old. So it's just a wild ride. Yeah, I wonder how tall it says Zac Efron is because we know Zac Efron's like five six. Um, it says he's five eight. So I mean, the funny is it was like I how have... tall if you typed in like how tall is Kevin Hart and it was like three foot five. Like, yeah. something just completely <laughs> ridiculous. But I do love that, like, when you Google someone's name, like, I literally only had to Google Zac Efron, and then it brings me to, like, his little Google profile thing, where it has, like, a little bio, his birthday, and uh, his height. Like, like a little like, third line here. <laughs> Before his full name, siblings, parents, height. It's important. Well, yeah, obviously. These are these are things that are very important. <laughs> Grind. Okay. So, who else also, is in this movie? Also in this movie is uh, Camila Mendez, who plays Shelby, Shelby Pace, which yeah. I feel like Shelby Pace is like a very much like a uh, famous person name. Maybe she's the heir to the Pace Picante Salsa fortune. Okay. I have. N- I definitely <laughs> didn't think that's... Like, I was thinking, like, pacemakers or something, but no. Oh, no, that's, um, like, a heart thing, you know, the pace, the the, yeah. the rhythm. But I'm thinking, yes. like, Pace Picante. Yeah. I, I mean, like, I feel like Shelby Pace is... A, I, I really like that name. Um, but anyway, her known for us are Riverdale from 2016 to 2019, Coyote Lake, which is actually in post-production... And uh, the perfect date and the new romantic from 2018. Which a I movie I watched. Of. It was worse than this one, so I'll give it that. Yeah, I never was heard better of it than before. the new romantic. Um, <laughs> oh god! Great. Um, I tried to watch that. What was it? SPF 18. That oh, Noah so did me. I. Uh, I <laughs> not could not good. get through five minutes. I like the editing. It was so. It was trying so hard. What to was be, Keanu like, Reeves doing? Oh, I didn't know he was even in it. He's not. They use oh. his house and they use his name. Oh my god! Really? Yeah. Okay, I did not get that far into anyway, that movie, but man, I, okay. I, these movies just further proof that like they really got so lucky with To All the Boys. Yes. <laughs> Every movie I watch makes To All the Boys look better. Mm, debatable. Anyway. <laughs> So uh, Camila Mendez or Cami Mendez, as I feel like she's uh, yeah, I think I think she's firmly Cami Mendez. Yes, um, you know she when, gradu- people, when she first got famous, people were like upset because they thought that she was a fan account like for the ship that is Camila Cabello and Sean Mendez. Oh, Oh, no, I, which like that's not even how you do like a celebrity couple name. It would be like. Yeah, it, no. Like but I mean, you Mendes. would if it was like, no, a, like if it was like a Cami Mendez fan account, like taking the name for when they get married. Yeah, that's weird. I don't know. I don't like anyway. that. Anyway, anyway, too much. So she graduated from NYU's Tish. Oh God, Tish Cyrus. Uh, yeah, the Tish Cyrus <laughs> School of the Arts, and is fluent in Portuguese, <laughs> which is interesting. Yeah. Um, 
she oh Riverdale was also her first professional acting job um which was after she graduated from NYU which is interesting that she like got into acting like she got into acting after she graduated college I don't know I feel like that show is like full of I don't know I guess the cold surprise of it all just makes me feel like they all have to be child stars but they're really not so but I just thought it was a weird I mean the only one that's a child star is Cole I know but like they all get like child star rub off by association I don't know okay I don't know if that's how that works but but sure. Uh, whatever. Um, and then also in this movie is someone that I've never heard of, and I don't know why I'm talking about him. His name is Matt Walsh. He plays Charlie Radigan, who's Brooks's dad. His known fours are Veep, which is a, it's embarrassing. You'd think I would watch Veep. I don't. Um, from 2012 to 2019, Into the Storm from 2014, Ted from 2012, and The Hangover from 2009. Um, and he was one of the founding members of UCB, Upright Citizens Brigade, which is harder to say than I thought that was going to be, which is an improv and sketch comedy troupe that grew out of Chicago's Improv Olympic in, 19, in 1990. Their classes were so popular, they spawned a school, several theaters, and a TV series. So I thought it was really interesting that Matt Walsh was a part of the original UCB because also, it, like, it was the the um, comedy improv troupe that, like, Tina Fey came from and a bunch of, like, there was, like, five or six of them that were in there and like I think like three or four of them were regular ended up being regulars on SNL so it's just a very elite troupe I guess you could say but obviously he wasn't that important to you yeah yeah. Right. Okay. Do you want to talk so, to us about the box office? Yeah, I just wrote LOL. But instead of talking about the box office really quickly, I am going to talk about the sort of like critical response to this because I just looked it up. Um, it has a 5.9 out of 10 from IMDb, which is an F, just saying. Um, but its Rotten Tomatoes score is an 82%, which is way better than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. I, I don't know how it's that high. You know... Maybe not everybody hated it as much as you did. Okay. Anyway, so trivia. Um, so, Noah, uh, no, um, the movie is based off of a uh, teen novel called The Stand-In by um, Steve Bloom. And, and also, fun fact, Steve Bloom wrote the screenplay. Yes, yes. And The Stand-In was actually the original name for the movie, which I feel like makes a lot more sense than The Perfect Date, but... It does. I think The Perfect Date is probably a little bit more, like, sellable. Like, I feel like a 12-year-old clicks on The Perfect Date, and I don't know if they click on The Stand-In, even though they see no set nail. But you can definitely tell because he's, like... older appeal, too. Like, I don't... I think The Stand-In sounds like an older... Like, I would definitely go more for The Stand-In before I would go for, um... The perfect date, but I think they're definitely trying to appeal to that like young adult audience. And they definitely said the stand-in a so bunch times. of times. It was so like, I don't I know like at what point it was changed. Whole, yeah, it's like they shot the entire movie thinking the title was the stand-in, and then yeah. like at the last, and minute, then Netflix they was it. like, nah. Yeah, so they're like, okay, well we can't just like reshoot all this, so we're just gonna call it. It was. It's just weird that like the perfect date like really never came up at all in the movie and then like going into it knowing that the that it was originally the stand-in I'm like okay this makes so much more sense if this stupid movie is just called the stand-in yeah because I mean none of these dates were perfect no no he has a very um high 
uh, self-confidence yeah like not even like self-confidence like he thinks he thinks very highly of himself like it's not even like represented as confidence he just like for no real great reason feels like he is like great at these dates yeah hmm wonder if there was, like, a survey that went out afterwards. Like, oh, this know. is interesting. I just looked up the book, and apparently the whole sort of, like, first part of it is that, like, he offered to take this guy's cousin because she got stood up, and then at the end he gets paid. Oh. So it's not like he goes into it for the payment. It's like she is a loser and then gets not okay you know what i mean yeah. and then he also spends the whole time trying to get into columbia not yale interesting i wonder why they switched it yeah this seems a little bit different and it seems like he was also much more like marketed to parents of these daughters and not the daughters oh. themselves so a lot of this i definitely do like understand why they change these things because I think you like give her the girl you give Celia a lot more like agency and like you sort yeah, of give credit. these young yeah. girls a lot more agency like you can tell this book is written by a man um <laughs> it's completely different if it's not but yeah yeah um interesting yeah anyway yeah so oh by the way um your clicking is really loud just Okay. Well, I I put down my mouse. So. Okay. Yeah. Well. Okay. I was just hearing it, and I'm like, I need to remember to say something. Okay. Cool. Um. So Noah Centineo and Lauren Morano actually played love interest on season one of Austin and Allie, which is interesting. I didn't know she was. I I don't like. I feel She's like, like Noah... very famous among people younger than we are. Who. Her Morano. I think she also oh. did some of, like, E... Not E. They, she did some of ABC's red carpet stuff for the Oscars. What? Yeah, because my mom was like, who is that? And I was like, I think her name is Laura Morano, but, like, I don't know. How old is she? 24. Oh, that's so weird. Okay. Yeah. I mean, like, I feel like it's weird... I don't, I don't know. She doesn't strike me as, like, a, a host, you know? No, she, I, I think know. she did a pretty good job, though. I mean, I'm sure she did. Was, yeah. Okay. That's that like totally threw me. And I think right. she has a sister named like Vanessa or something that was in the yes. click. Yes. Correct. Anyway. Um, a movie okay, we should so, watch, by the way. <laughs> okay. Um, so due to you, so this is something that like I have, I've known about for a long time. Um, but like, and I just wanted to put it out there and I did like, I wanted to like verify what I knew. Um, <laughs> But, like, I wanted to, like, to make sure I didn't just dream this up. But, like, the whole time I was watching this movie, I was thinking about this. Um, so, due to Yale's huge endowment, um, endowment fund totaling almost $30 billion with a B. Um, and I'd both, like to remind you guys that Flint, Michigan still does not have clean drinking water. Yes. But, just um, saying. Yale has a bank account with $30 billion in it. Yeah. Um, they boast need-blind admissions and only award need-based scholarships, so they do not offer merit-based scholarships. And they do not expect students to take out loans, and their financial aid is 100% scholarships and is based upon the total cost of attendance, not simply tuition. So you wouldn't just get a full tuition scholarship, you get a full cost of attendance scholarship, so you don't have to go out and take out additional loans or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and if a student's parents 
combined income is lower than $65,000 annually, they're not expected to make a contribution. So like if your parents make less than 65K, you get a full, and this is like if you are, if you get in, like there's not even like you have to apply to like get this scholarship. If you get in, you submit your financial information and then they're like, okay, your parents make this much money you get a hundred percent scholarship. Like it's not like a whole nother process. Like you just get that's yeah. it basically determines how much you owe for tuition. Well, I mean, um, that's, I mean, that's sort of supposed to be how FAFSA works, but it doesn't. Yeah. But it well, and they're not, you know, and like grant like, there's no top out or anything like that. And then it's like adjusted from there. So yeah, like essentially everybody taught it. That's what always drives me crazy about how people are like, oh, Harvard and Yale are so expensive. And it's like, well, in the reality... The price is, but... Yeah, in reality, if your parents make a ton of money, yeah, it's going to be expensive. However, like, anybody who can get into those schools, the whole point is that you don't have to work. Like, they want yeah. the best of the best. However, the I will richest. say it's important to note that it is much easier to get into those schools if you are in a higher income bracket typically because you can pay for you know tutors you have more free time for activities things like that well and as we saw in this in this movie like you have better connections etc cetera, etc cetera. Yeah. it's but an like, interesting time for this movie to come out considering you know yes, the yes. current news yes um but technically this entire movie is based on a complete farce which like the whole time i'm just like well why does he need all this money for yale because if he can get in He's not going to owe money. You know, yeah, he's he not going to have just, to you know, do his homework. Like, he, exactly. we never like, see this kid do any homework. For having the grades, like, yeah. oh, thank you for noticing. Like, he was so rude to that guidance counselor. Like, I'd be like, are you fucking kidding me right now? I'm trying to help you get into this school and you're going to be a little shit? Like, shut up. Yeah, he was honestly so mean to his dad. And I hated. Anyway, we'll get into it. Yeah. Well, he's honestly, like, a terrible person for, like, all but five minutes of this it's yeah. ridiculous. Anyway, um, yeah, moving on. All right, so plugs. Go to TBT, tbtamp.com for everything you need to know about the show. There you will also find a link to our Redbubble store where you can buy all kinds of stuff to support our show. Uh, Charity starts at home. Yes. And don't you forget it. Don't you forget it? Don't. Did you get my text? Don't it. Oh. <laughs> Oh my god. Oh yeah, okay, I see. Um also while you're listening to the podcast, scroll to the bottom of your Apple Podcast app and select five stars. It's that easy. And if you truly love us, you can go the extra mile and leave us a review. We really appreciate it. Um also I have not checked to see if we have a new review, so Miranda. Okay, I'll look. Um yeah, so be sure to talk about our podcast to like pretty much anybody who will listen. That includes friends, parents, work colleagues, the person in the bathroom stall next to you. On Facebook, really anyone works. Um, spread the word of TBT AMP like you would Jesus Christ or like you would tuna on wheat or nine grain or whatever. I don't know. Tuna tuna surprise all over a sandwich bun. Um, <laughs> uh, and if you have anything you want to share or comment with us about the show, you can email us at TB or you can email us at tbtamp at gmail.com or slide into our DMs on Instagram. That's at TBT Podcast. Uh, you can follow me, Olivia, on my personal Instagram and Twitter accounts at Mac is cheesy. That's M-A-C-K is cheesy. And you can follow Miranda 
at Miranda Johnson, M-I-R-A-N-D-A-J-O-H-N-Z-O-N. Beautiful. Great. Okay. Um, should I start or do you want to start? I'll go ahead and start because it looks like, again, <laughs> I waiting. was like on one, by the way. Like, I, I think I watched this twice, but I will say the second time I watched it, I watched it on double speed. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's just because I didn't have a notes doc when I was watching this the first time. Just saying. Um, but yeah. Yeah, um, I could... I think I might have been in the bathtub, too. Oh, dang. Okay. <laughs> Living on the edge. Um, I mean, so... <laughs> not really. I mean, like, electrical... Electrical... No, no, no. You, you, I mean, you put the computer firmly outside. Whatever. Of Maybe the bath. I'm, I'm not, like, holding up my iPad. Like, watching it on my phone. <laughs> Okay, so um, Brooks Radigan is a high school senior slash very big dreamer. Uh, Which are synonymous, by the way. Like, same yeah, thing. Yeah, sure. But, like, I, okay. Um, and he's hoping to get into Yale U- University. Um, <laughs> so his, Yale. Maybe jail. Who knows? Yeah, oh, okay. Any, uh, I have something to say about that. Okay, so his best friend Murph is an app designer. Um, and Brooks meets with his guidance counselor to go at school to go over his admissions essay, and she bluntly tells him that he isn't actually saying anything about himself, which is very true. He's very, um, uh, very like, uh, what I don't, uh, just general about like what I want to be a game changer, but he didn't like what's the game? Like we don't know what game you're talking about. So he just like has these like big aspirations, but, but like, they say no... game changer so many times. Yeah, well, and, like yeah, exactly. And like he wants to be like Steve Jobs, Michael Jordan, Elon Musk, and it's like well, those are three very different people. You know, like that's cool. You want to be like change the world, but like. What do you want to do to change the world? Like he, yeah, he's very but, driven, but like not towards any specific goal. He's just which I think is honestly fame. so realistic for a high schooler. Yeah, I mean, even for like college, it's like I didn't know. Like you don't know what you want to do, but I think it's important. She was totally right. For an admissions essay, you're just saying like these big abstract terms that like. Sure, that's great, but like you really need more direction. Like you have, you're just like, oh, I want to go up, but it's like, okay, well, where? Yeah, I thought true. what she said was like so true and like very nice, but yeah, um, yeah well, not very. It wasn't nice, but it was like real. Um, so his dad is a part-time professor at UConn, and that's University of Connecticut. Um, and he wants Brooks to attend the public university. Yukon, uh, that will be significantly cheaper. However, Brooks tells his father not to worry about the tuition cost because he will find a way to cover it, probably with that $30 billion of endowment money um, at Yale. <laughs> While working Fair. at a sub shop um, with his best friend Murph, who, as previously stated, uh, is an app designer and a programmer, one of their classmates comes in to. Murph should be the one going to Yale, just saying. Really? Oh my god, yeah. Um, yeah, Murph is, like, the next Steve Jobs. Um, but, so their cl- their classmate, Reese, comes into the store and complains of making a commitment to take his cousin to a dance for payment from his uncle. And it, because it's on a night that his girlfriend will be at her house by herself. Which, like, really, would you be okay with doing that on any other night? Like, I yeah, just like, don't understand. This actually, once, now that we're talking about it, makes less sense than the book. Yeah, like, it's, not only is Reese creepy 
to begin with. But like, uh, like both things that both of these things are creepy. Like both of his plans for the night are creepy. So like either way, quit being a creep, Reese. So um, yeah. needing the money, Brooks offers to take the cousin to the dance in uh, Reese's place. Yeah, because you know this. How much I really want to know, like how much he made, but whatever. So well, it was like hundreds of dollars, you know, like because the dad was like, "Here, take this." I money. did some math later on, so oh, okay. <laughs> we'll we'll figure it. I'll talk, I was guessing I'll talk like through. five. It, like I, I was wanting to know. Like he never asked, like, "Oh, how much is it going to be up front?" But like then yeah. once he, what if I, it was I, like was twenty bucks and a pat on the I back? Know. <laughs> but then when the dad's paying him, I'm like, "Was that like five hundred dollars? Holy shit!" That's like I'm like, "Oh, the escort business pays really well in Connecticut, apparently." Yeah, I don't. I really didn't understand that. Um, okay, so, like, tip for anyone who's a senior in high school, you or do not anyone. need to put, and honestly, anyone, anyone at yeah. any time writing an essay, never put my name is blank in your essay, ever. Like, yeah, no. <laughs> horrible. It was so embarrassing. Yeah. Cringy. Um, and then also, I need to say, like, one of the biggest perks that I had at my job in college was having access to everyone's admissions essays. Oh, my God. Um, which is a gift, truly and honestly. <laughs> um, and, like, I can't obviously give any details because I don't want to violate FERPA. But there is no such thing as a good college admissions essay. Like, that's just what I'm going to say. Also, like, if, like, like, I read so many, like... <laughs> It was ridiculous. Anyway. But, like, I, I thought Murph's was, like, hilarious. And, like, if somebody did it, I, like, so Murph says he is going to write his, about his struggle with dyslexia. And backwards. he's going to write his admissions essay backwards, which I thought was hilarious. Also, people with dyslexia do not just, like, read backwards. Like, that's not quite how it works. But, like, it would be awesome if you did that. Like, I, like even though that's not really how dyslexia works, if, like, he did that and submitted it and it was, like, a decent essay, I'd be like, Yeah, but it's also, yeah. like, a challenge, you know? Yeah, it's no, of, totally. It's like, giving the reader who probably doesn't have dyslexia a little insight into what it yeah, might be like. on the difficulty. Yeah, and it's, like, it's so, it's such, like, an innovative and good idea. I, like, when Brooks is, like, Not practical, so but great. innovative, sure. Yeah, but, like, no one has no one has done that and yeah. like the fact and brooks was like damn that's a really good idea i'd be like yeah so develop like you need to pretend like you have you need to run honestly, these ideas past murph yeah pretend like you have dyslexia and do the same thing hopefully yeah. murph whoever submits theirs first is the winner papa murph um <laughs> <laughs> he's slinging subs not pizza oh my god so um oh i was thinking papa smurf Oh, but I guess Papa, Papa Murphy's too. pizza. Oh, do you not have Papa Murphy's? <laughs> no, we do. We do. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. So this movie is a key example of just one simple fact. People who love Noah Centineo are lying to themselves and they just love Peter Kavinsky. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. And that's all I'm going to say. Yeah, because I, I, Noah Centineo is just, like, he continues to show us that he is, like, very he very easily plays like total garbage people and like we don't want to believe we're like oh no it's really hard for him to do that and like no this is him. i'm sure like, it's this not is, this have is you Noah read Zaneo. his twitter oh my god no i do pretentious not teenage boy i'm sure comes very easily to him <laughs> uh, <laughs> i'm sure he's had like a really hard struggle in his life but i'm not i'm quite not sure what it is <laughs> 
Um, also, he says that he doesn't like his town. He's like, I just can't wait to get out of this town. But, like, clearly people are doing very well in this town. It's a beautiful area of Connecticut. Like, said no one ever, like, yeah. no one ever wanted to leave, like, Connecticut. Yeah, Where I also think it's go? hilarious because, like, my mom went to Yukon and she also, like, went to high school in Darien, which is where he, like, lies to the girl and says that he's rich. Like, he says he's from Darien, which, like... No, uh, that's Celia but, says he's from Darien. And, like, oh, Shelby's like, holy shit. I mean, which, this, my mansion is I one went thing, to Darien, but Darien. And, I mean... It was nice, but it wasn't, like, everywhere is a mansion. Like, I think you could still be middle class and be from Darien. But, um, it was fancy. My mom said it was fancy when she lived there. But, like, she wasn't that fancy. Anyway. 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 So, Brooks picks up angsty, self-assured Celia Lieberman, who initially tries to avoid going to the dance, but Brooks takes her, even getting her to actually dance. There, he meets Shelby, which is Camila Mendez, and Shelby believes him to be wealthy, because Celia tells him that, and he's immediately smitten with her, as one is, you know. Um, After discovering he has a knack for adapting his personality, he and Murph decide to launch an app called The Stand-In to sell himself as a plus one for any occasion, which I feel like wouldn't get past, like, Apple's app store guidelines yeah you know like a male escort app literally like this easily could be you know craigslist um (laughs) next day brooks (laughs) finds out from his dad that he's been accepted to yukon with a full ride scholarship because his dad works there but brooks is unimpressed and remains set on yell which i guess kind of makes sense like he's i think that he would be much happier with a full ride scholarship even if it was to yukon if it was something that he worked for but because it's like Like, he's getting the scholarship because of his dad i don't think he likes it he if he can get into Yale if he has like the credentials to be able to get into Yale like on merit yeah. then he would be able to get into UConn and likely also get a full ride scholarship but like I don't know UConn's even, a good school yeah but I mean well like if you can get into Yale there you, go. you can get it like but and I'm you not can get saying, it anywhere I'm, if you can make yeah, it at Yale exactly you can make it anywhere but like I he like isn't even excited like he's like at, at minimum, you have a great backup plan. Like, no matter what, you are going to college for free, basically, the backup is plan. what you have. Also a terrible movie. Um, <laughs> but so I mean, no matter what you are, you know for sure you are going to college completely for free. Yeah. And, like, not even ex- excited. He's like, well, if I don't get into Yale... Like, that's it. It's over. Yeah. Um, so soon, dates like costume parties, salsa dancing, rodeos, and more begin rolling into Brooks's queue. I, you spelled that wrong, but... And his savings add up as well. Um, and then, like, Murph has an extra app that's called, like, Tracker or something. I don't remember what it was called, but he has this, like, extra app that's, like, tracking your progress, which seems so simple, but whatever. Yeah, um, but, like, I feel like Murph can roll out these apps in, like, my literally tracks. an hour. Yeah, but he can like get these apps out in like an hour, and I feel like Murph apps take like mo- months and months to develop. Wade from Kim Possible. Completely, totally. So Celia's parents are totally the type to bribe an SAT proctor to get her a better exam score to get her into college. Yes. Like if they're willing to bribe someone to go on a date with her, like they're definitely willing to like bribe an SAT proctor. Yeah, they are um, the Massimo guy and Aunt Becky 100%. for sure. For sure. Yeah, and she doesn't even want to go to Yale, and they are going to pay for her to go to Yale. Like, yeah, they're going to pay an admissions officer. Well, her dad is like, very I've developed Olivia this, Jade. 
Well, like her dad is like, I, I have developed this great relationship and have been losing at poker, have been giving this man my money, essentially, <laughs> illegally gambling. Um, and in, I'm in a non-sanctioned gambling environment, I'm sure. Somebody has I basically paid for his vacation house, and so now I'm mad that she's not going. Exactly. And she yeah. doesn't even want to go. As she, yeah. At least she had balls better than Olivia Jade, who just went. Yeah. So, anyway. Allegedly. On the rowing team. Uh, <laughs> deeply annoyed, also, that Celia's parents only let her not wear heels. Celia doesn't want to wear heels. So her parents only, like allow her to go without heels when Brooke says that they're a symbol of female oppression. Like, do you know what else is a symbol of female oppression? Making your self-sufficient teenage daughter go out with some way who that you've never met and paying them. Like, is this 1650? Yeah. Are they going to marry her off and pay him a dowry? And then, like, yeah. they're going to get scarlet fever and everyone dies in the end except Celia, who, like, survives and get a lo- gets a lobotomy. Like, I just can't. Well, and who, who exactly is like, I need to know, there's no, like, background information about, like, does Celia, like, Celia knows. She eventually, like, tells him that she knows that he's being paid. Yeah. However, like, she, like, they don't discuss, like, how does she know that? Like, did, like, was I this feel her, like it's not the first time. She wanted, well, yeah, it's just, like, I need, I need to know. That's the movie I needed to watch. Like, how did, how Any does movie this girl. Any movie other one. <laughs> but, like, how did this girl in 2019... Like, how was she, especially with, like, how her character is, like, so, like, angsty and, co- and like, re- she like seemingly just, confident. She like, lied and told her parents, like, paid someone herself because then Brooks wanted her to actually go. But, like, how how did this girl, like, what, how was she okay and, like, how did she actually go? Like, I feel like this girl would be like, I am not fucking going with somebody that you are paying to go with me. You yeah, know, I like, know. that's... They probably threatened the trust fund or something like that. I have no But, like, idea. I, I, need, I need more background on, like, how the hell that worked yeah, out. Yeah, I need, because, like, like, what happened upstairs. Imagine. Yeah, like, how how did the weeks prior to this, how, like, roll up? And originally they were going to pay her cousin, which is so, so much gross. worse. Yeah, like, what? And also that your cousin wouldn't just go with you? <laughs> like, you must be really close. Fair, Yeah. Yeah, or, yeah, okay, I don't know. Um, I also wonder how much, speaking of, like, paying for things, um, I wonder how much Lyft paid to have them call him a Lyft driver and not an Uber driver. Just want to know. Yeah, there was definitely, like, a pitch on that one. There was, a, there was like, a meeting with Lyft and Uber, and they were like, all right, battle it out. Mm, I think Uber didn't come to the table. Like, <laughs> I know, I, like, Lyft was like, we will let you use our name in your movie. Yeah, please. Um, also, one of the things that Celia says is, Trash Bug is some bored, privileged white dude. And I was like, oh, so he's any artist ever. Yeah, exactly. Just saying. Also, um, Brooks is like the worst Winklevoss twin to Murphy's, um, Murph? I don't know what his Murph. name is. Murph's, uh, Mark Zuckerberg. Zuckerberg. <laughs> I cannot believe I forgot that name. Um, yeah, yeah, kind of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A little bit. For sure. Like, if Murph would have come back in at some point and been like, dude, like, I need a cut of this. Like, this is my app. Like, Brooks would have been like, no, it was my idea. Yeah, he <laughs> like, should have. Like, why was he not? Yeah. I don't know. Like, come on. Yeah. And, like, I, as previously stated, M- Murph is 
definitely a or not Murph uh, Brooks is and like Murph says it he's like you, so you are literally a hooker like FYI like and he's like well it's okay it's like above you know it's above board because I'm not sleeping with them and it's like yeah but like you are flirting with a a dangerous line here and like I think you probably would technically be considered like a sex worker which like that's great I'm I'm more than support like if you want to be a sex worker that's great but like you're flirting with a dangerous line here, buddy. So, like, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Especially being in high strange. school. Being presumably under the age of 18. So Yeah, but then you get less jail time, you know? So. Yeah, for sure. And, like, but, yeah, it's just, it's not a great look. He's 6'1". Like, he'd be tried as an adult. Um, but, and, like, uh, yeah, it's like, that's not a great, it's not a good look. But anyway. No, none of it's a good look. Um, no. But, so one of the things that Murph literally says is think Grubhub, but instead of food, they're ordering you. Like, Totally. It's so true. That's horrible. Anyway. Yeah, totally. So, but they said Grubhub because Grubhub also probably paid them. Um, And we never really established how much he was charging, which is, you know, what I was saying earlier. So I need the numbers. You see? And like. Okay. I'm about out here trying to like give you an estimate. No, but I'm. Wait. Okay. So. Okay, go ahead. So, um, using the MyTrax info, we see him go. There's 10 sort of dots on his journey to Yale. And we see him get from the third dot to the fourth dot, meaning that he crosses the, like, threshold of, like, 30%, I think. Um, Maybe it was 40, in which case these numbers are higher, but I have a hard time believing that these numbers are higher. Um, So, like, I assumed that he was about 30% of the way to his goal. So the tuition for one year of Yale, if he's only saving up for one year, is $47,000. Like, that would be without any financial aid, without any room and board, forty-seven. dollars Because there's not really any way to, like, know how much it would cost without, like, without going through, like, FAFSA and all that stuff. There's no way until he gets his, like, financial aid award letter to know the actual price that it's going to cost him. So at this point, he has no idea. Like, he should be saving up for $47,000 if he's you know, committed to paying for this on his own. Anyway, 30% of the way through, and we see eight dates, and they talk about eight dates. There very easily could have been more, but we see or talk about eight. Um, And 30% of 47,000 is 14,000, meaning he's charging $1,700 per date, which is impossible. Like, there are high-end Vegas prostitutes who charge that much for, like, an entire that, night. Olivia? I mean, like, there's <laughs> TV shows and shit. Like, that's, like, a high-priced hooker, you know? Like, and he's not having sex with you. Like, there's just absolutely <laughs> I no I wonder how much way. you would charge for that. What? To, what? like, be a hooker? Yeah. I, mean, I just want to know. I don't know. I don't... I. <laughs> it would be around that price for sure like it would be as high as possible so um but yeah like there's just no way there's absolutely no way also that high school kids like just have that kind of cash sitting around is insane no that girl who we like went on the date lesson with like come on how much does she really have like how much is this really worth for her yeah she could hire someone who like does that for a living 200 she could hire like francesca hoagie you know yeah that's what she should do I think yeah, she's more think, expensive than that, but I feel like you're going to get better advice. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, well, and, like, maybe get advice from, like, someone who's actually, like, dated for more than presumably, like, a couple of years, you know? Yeah, but he's if, also, like, he's going on a lot of high first dates, dating. and it seemed like that's what she's having trouble with. Yeah, that's true. Also, she could have done so much better than that guy that she ends up with at the end, but I'm just saying. Yeah, but I mean, you know, anyway. she met somebody, which was clearly her goal. Larry. <laughs> Literally, people, that's what it was. Because kids are named Larry now. Yeah. No, that kid totally goes by Lawrence, just saying. Yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, so I also, we learned that Murph is gay, but like, I love that he, that he is not the standard stereotypical um, gay that like we get all the time, like super effeminate and, you know, like he's not that, like he is... Tech savvy. He, yeah, I mean, you the, know, like, you know, the gayest thing about yeah, him is great. that like, he I, has a crush I, on a guy. Yeah, I, <laughs> which I, makes I just sense. like, I know, but like, it needs to be said that like that's not the typical like depiction of yeah, like, but it was very realistic, and I like give points to the movie for that. Um, but also it's when he's explaining, what? Yeah, I know. Doesn't but, mean like, have any. Yeah, but like. I want to, it needs to be pointed out. And I liked his character. I thought it was great. Okay. Um, so he also says when he's explaining things to, uh, explaining the app to Brooks, he said, um, yeah, so, well, okay, I think he was calling, he was called Brooks a hooker. And um, he said, don't have sex with people, FYI, because then we'll go to jail, <laughs> which rhymes with Yale, yet is so, so different. And I was so like. So different. Like, if I could think of things like that off the top of my head, I would be in a better place in my life. <laughs> like, yeah, you'd be a bajillionaire. Yeah, I would probably be a Maybe rapper, we'd have more really. than 30 reviews. You know? <laughs> Just saying. So, which of these dates in the, in the montage would you most like to go on? Quick questions. We have an art show, tennis, dating practice, costume contest, salsa dancing, rodeo, 80s party, and then the there is no other way to see it date. I mean... I, I, like, the tennis one looked like the most fun. Oh, like, I could totally see that for you. I Like, the tennis one looked fun. I'm I don't surprised know. you haven't done that. I, I, like, I did go on a, it wasn't a doubles, it wasn't like a tennis tournament, but I did go on a date where we played tennis. But, wow. Um, Check that out. But the guy I was dating was, a, like, was, like, a really good tennis player. Oh, I remember player. that. Yeah, he was teaching me how to play tennis. So it was, like, was like mutually yeah, beneficial, sense. really. <laughs> Um, I think yeah. costume contest probably seems like the most fun because I feel like there's a lot of freedom there. But yeah, they didn't seem like they like. I get why these girls didn't have people ready to go. They all kind of sounded horrible. So. Yeah, but also like, what kind of place is this town that like all of these things are <laughs> yes. happening? Yes, like during the middle of the week too. Yeah, it seemed he was busy. Yeah, exactly. Like, why are why are you going to an eighties party on a Tuesday? You know, <laughs> and I like I need to know the age demographic of the women that he's going on these dates with because like, why would a teenager in high school be going to salsa dancing on a Wednesday? Or yeah, what, nobody you know, or, in college has that kind of disposable income. Yeah, no. So like, I'm like, so basically, he is going on dates with probably like middle aged divorcees. Yeah, and like that makes me so much more uncomfortable. I didn't even like, see it that way. I just assumed they were all in high school using their parents' money. Like, I think they want you to assume that, but it's like, why these activities don't happen that way? So, like, I don't know. Sure. I don't know. 
So I'm uncomfy. There's just knows? so much uncomfiness to this, to this movie. It, does, it gets uncomfy real quick. So yeah, it, and it state it like you like think it's gonna light, lighten up, and then it just goes right back to it. Like yeah. everything. Um, do you want me to read the next one because you have a lot of notes? Um. No. You yeah. Can read it. Sure. Oh, okay. Um. So soon, Celia calls Brooks once again to ask for his services. This time to impress her crush, Franklin, at a party at I'm Shelby's house. I'm just picturing house. the turtle. <laughs> God. Yeah. Um. <laughs> honestly, would be better. Um. So Celia asks Franklin on a date, and Brooks makes a connection with Shelby. So the two begin planning their very public breakup for a few weeks out. As they leave the party, Celia tells Brooks that her father is actually poker buddies with the president of Yale, and she might be able to get him an interview, um, and he overwhelmingly accepts this proposition, obviously. Like, he's he'd be stoked. stupid not to. Yeah, which, like, wow, this is working out very nicely. Um, so during the interview, Brooks is able to, com- uh, to completely win over the dean. Uh, so he gets an interview not with the president of the university, which would be stupid. Um, <laughs> so dumb. Like, I'm so glad. But he gets an interview with the, I guess, dean of undergraduate admissions, um, which is, like, a great get you, anyway. Um, like, not just, like, some admissions advisor or whatever. So he wins over the dean by pretending to be an amateur apiarist and... That it's a is beekeeper. A beekeeper. Yeah, a beekeeper. <laughs> no um, a hobby. Yeah, a hobby of the dean's that he found through research. So he basically wanted to appeal to the dean. Um, so when Celia finds out that Brooks wasn't himself in the interview, she's very pissed. But he justifies that it's the same thing that he's doing on the app. So, which like, honestly, I don't feel like it. Okay. All right, so here, here's what I have to say about this. Okay. This is where this movie really takes a turn for me because he's, like, he he's, like, justifying it to her and she, like, accepts that justification. However, that's not justifying it because what you're doing with the app thing is weird as fuck, too. Like, so it's, like, that's weird and this is weird. But, like, so, like, one cannot justify the other, you know? Like, one isn't right and the other is wrong, you know? Like, that's not how this works. Um, and you're I don't get wrong. my... Sh- what you're not wrong yeah like like oh i can steal because i also i don't know it's ridiculous it's so ridiculous the logic behind it is stupid and she just totally accepts it um also she doesn't have a problem with this weird dating app thing that like this guy that she clearly um even like as a close friend is involved with which is weird um but (laughs) i think she came up with it didn't she she said you should have um, a website, and he's oh. like, "Well, I have an app." Mm. Um, so there's also we see a date um, where he is basically playing a douchebag. Um, the girl ha- to her very like um, conservative parents. She has another boyfriend, but she wants to make her other boyfriend look better by classic. bringing in this complete mess before, which is very classic. But the date she should was, go to Yale. That's smart. Yes, yes. But <laughs> the date, it, it's so... Like, I was laughing so hard. And I don't know why, but I thought it was hilarious. He tells the, the family um, that I gotta go... I gotta take the Browns to the Super Bowl. And by that, I mean I gotta take a hot deuce and leaves the dinner table. And then when he comes out of the bathroom, after talking to Celia on FaceTime... He said, yo, man, that number two turned into a number five real quick. Where the plunger at? 
And at this point, I was just dead. Like, honestly, true, true, beautiful acting by Noah Sanayo. I, well, I, I, have I to feel like maybe it wasn't that far off. I don't understand how in every movie, all these people have fully soundproof bathrooms. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> if somebody was FaceTime, like, if I had somebody over for dinner and I found out they were FaceTiming in my freaking bathroom, I'd be Because you'd be able to tell. Yeah, for sure. Like, your house isn't You'd that hear that big. little, you know? Yeah. <laughs> at the table. And then, like, their full conversation. Anyway, um, it's weird. Yeah. I was also, yeah. So, I thought the whole the whole like strategy to research the dean before going into this interview to like know what the dean is interested in is like really smart like if you yeah really i also get it, thought like, it was if, smart like know your audience figure out some well, talking points when you when you interview for a job you're supposed to research the company and like try to find out it like find the manager and Truly. like maybe see yeah like, but you're also you're not you're not do. supposed to lie no you're not <laughs> supposed to lie and like say, but also he's never if he gets accepted to school, realistically, he's never going to see the dean of undergraduate admissions ever again. Like, Fair. Except you're never now s- when they have to go to the, his beekeeping hive. But, like, to get into Yale, I would go get some bees and start beekeeping. Like, okay. if that's what it takes, I, I would do it. I get stung a few times. Um, well, and, like, he... Like, I think it was a smart move. He made a good connection. He was really well-researched. He was able to talk about the topic, like, very, like, well and... I, I didn't like I didn't get why she was pissed. I'm like, why the hell is she pissed? I get yeah. that like he's not himself, but like However, this is his this is everything to him. Apparently. What I will say and, is like for someone who's supposed to be so smart, this is a really dumb thing for the dean to fall for. Like Oh yeah, for sure. I feel like this must have happened a million times. He should he should keep something like random and sort of like out of the ordinary available online about him and that whenever a kid comes in and says oh, oh I'm God, into beekeeping be... he can be like I gotcha like cool you know like, that would be amazing well yeah because how are you going to little... find out that like how would you even find out that information about I don't somebody? know he's probably like sharing like beekeeping articles on his LinkedIn or something dumb like who knows Celia relents and seems to at least understand Brooks's approach to the interview, and she joins him and Murph on their pizza hangout before her big date with Franklin. While at the pizza restaurant, Brooks gets a date request and ends up bailing on Murph for them, and they're gonna, like, go to an escape room. It's, like, kind of cute, I guess. Celia realizes on her date that she isn't into Franklin very quickly, especially when she tells her- when he tells her that he is a street artist that she despises, and they've sort of talked about despising the whole time. That weekend, Brooks initiates a public breakup with Celia in front of Franklin and Shelby at a party so that, you know, they'll go and comfort everyone. Um, However, in his speech, Brooks gets too personal, saying her confidence is an act to hide her fear that she is boring and she slaps him, as one does. Um, He ends up kissing Shelby and accepting her invitation to formal with her. Oh my god, I can't. Um... We also, we find out that, like, Brooke's mom moved to Idaho and has a whole new family, and it's, like, so she wanted to get her out of this town, and it's, like, this perfectly fine town right outside of New York, and then she's, like, I'm out of here. I'm going to Idaho. Yeah, like, this, <laughs> I, I hate this, this terrible town in Connecticut, so I'm gonna go to Idaho? Like, what? Exactly. That's literally exactly what I just said. So. Well, no, yeah, but, I mean, it's just, like, 
I because you would think that like when people are like I want to get out of this town to like like go to like a city or something like that and it's like nope yeah. that's clearly not what she was going for like what yeah so this this date that she has with Franklin is absolutely hysterical to me like first of all Franklin's wearing a cardigan which mm-hmm. you know she's not into from like what she said to Brooks when he was wearing that um before going to the interview at Yale even though yes. like I mean, this cardigan is much cooler than the cardigan that Brooks was wearing, but still, um, that was great. And then also, just, like, the look on her face, the acting that she does when she finds out that Franklin is trash bag, it's so funny to me, because she's just, like, oh, she's, like, that blinking emoji, or not emoji, blinking gif. Yeah, I mean, anytime you're, like, you're talking to somebody, specifically probably in high school, um, the, and they, they say, you know, I'm really focused on my art. It's like, this is probably going to go somewhere bad. Like, can't be good. Yeah. Like, I, not that like you can't be an art, but like, that's just like the word, like that is not what you want to hear. Yeah. I also thought it was really weird that like immediately after Brooks and Celia, like quote unquote broke up that like he's making out with Shelby. I was like, yeah, that was so ridiculous. A little excessive Shelby. Yeah. She's like, I can't say I didn't see this coming. I'm like, shut up. Like you've, you've met this guy once. Like get out of here. Pretentious. What? She's so pretentious. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Know it all. Well, and I have, like, something about, yeah, like, about her being pretentious. I mean, later, they try to, like, kind of redeem her as, like, you know, like, you're, that he, basically saying, he's the jerk because he's a liar. And it's like, well, yeah, but, like, she's still an asshole, too. Like, she's not great, either. Like, they're both just kind of assholes. Yeah. Fair. Yeah. Um, that's true. They are just both assholes. Yeah. But aren't um, they all? You know, they're in high school. Yeah, true. Um, at his next uh, sub shop shift, and, like, this place is literally called, like, the sub shop. Like, That's how what it's called. I think it's called, like, sub sub or something yeah, like that. I don't like know. Yeah, it's sub sub. <laughs> Which is weird. Would be, where, 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 what are you hungry for? Sub sub. <laughs> yeah. Uh, sub sub dum dum gum gum. <laughs> Um, so, Brooks, at the ne- at his next shift, Brooks finds out that Murph has switched shifts to work with an, um, with another worker for the remainder of the year, so it's not even a one-time thing. He has just straight up said, I don't want to work with Brooks anymore. Um, on the night of the formal, Brooks begins to think that he and Shelby, um, aren't as compatible as he thought. And what? <laughs> yeah, oh my yes. god, who thought who saw that coming? Yeah, and they have trouble connecting and making conversation. Um when they uh, mainly because she is so um so pretentious and he is annoying. <laughs> yeah, like he's an asshole and, and she's And he's also annoying, but they're annoying in different ways and they don't yes. suit each other. Yeah, it's not a compatible annoying to asshole ratio. She's so self-assured. And, like, in a very different way. Like, she she is self-assured in the way that, like, she has it all figured out. And Brooks yeah. is self-assured in the way that, like, he doesn't, but he, but he thinks he will. Yeah, exactly. Like, he is confident that he will be successful, but, like, has no idea what he will be successful at. And she's like, this is what I'm going Privileged. to do. Like, she, yeah. And, like, she has, like, direction in a way that he doesn't. And, like, he, she, the thing... Okay, so, 
my thing about her, it, like, she just, I, she doesn't need him the way that, like, Celia kind of needs him. Like, it, like, Shelby. How dare you? Celia would resent that so Well, like, much. even, like, as a friend. Like, Shelby doesn't need any, like, he has, Brooks has nothing to offer Shelby. And, like, even in any kind of, like, there's just nothing, she, he can't do anything for her. I mean, and, they make a cute couple and, like, that's about it. Yeah, and, like, honestly, like, she can do, like, it, it's just not, it, it would never, ever, ever, ever work. Um, and it Does Brooks really doesn't. have much to offer sh- uh, for Celia? Well, I don't think Brooks has much to offer at all. Like, because he's, yeah. like, like, he doesn't have much to offer to anybody, but, like, when you see them compared, like, it, like when Shelby's, like, talking about her, what her plans are and everything like that, like, it's just so blatantly obvious. Where, like, Celia doesn't talk about, like, her, like, her, that kind of stuff as frequently. Um, like, Shelby just is basically, like, oh, yeah, so, like, what would, we, like, there's nothing here, you know? Like, what it, I don't know. There's just nothing for you, you and me here. They're just much less compatible, and I think it really comes to that. Yeah, exactly. She also has, like, zero sense of humor, so that doesn't help either. Yeah, so, like, they can't even, like, joke. Like, there's just, it's just not there. Um, I mean, it doesn't seem like she has great social skills. Like, she's not, I don't know, she's not trying to impress him. No, no, because she doesn't need to. like, she's also not even trying to, like, talk to him. Yeah, (laughs) Like, her social skills are not great. Yeah, no, not great. Um, But I I think, like, they... uh, that is imply like to imply that like she doesn't have to have good social skills because everything's kind of laid out for her. I mean, um, I think that that's very true. Um, There's no other way fact, to see it. Yeah, on top of the fact that like she's very smart, she is very wealthy. She's also very pretty. So like realistically, yeah. like she needs nothing from anyone. Like she's fine. Yeah. I I don't feel one ounce of sympathy for her, um, but. When they arrive at the dance, Brooks runs into Leah, one of his app dates, and the she one I was un- talking about. Yes, yeah, she's the one who was like getting dating, um, dating help, like uh, practice. Yes, and she unintentionally reveals Brooks's side business to Shelby, and it leads to him confessing that he isn't actually wealthy, as she uh, assumed or was told that he was. She calls him out for being a liar, and honestly, but he, I will say, he, he also does the... call himself rich, though, at different points, too, because he's, like, it's, like, it's weird that I'm, like, rich and funny. But, like, the only reason why he continues that is because Celia said he was rich and funny. He was fully prepared to be, like, no, I'm not from here, but then, like, once Celia was, like, oh, yeah, he's, he's rich, like, he's, like, okay, well, I guess I'm rich now, you know? Like, mm-hmm. you can't just, like... Be like, oh yeah, by the way, that was a total lie earlier. Like that, yeah. I don't know. So like, she gets so Shelby gets very pissed that he lied to her. But it's like, all right, I mean, he kind of, I mean, like that wasn't his initial fault. I guess he never corrected it. But like, really, and she yeah. dumps him and leaves him disgusted. Um, which is an appropriate reaction for finding out that this guy is basically a escort. Um, Brooks then approaches Celia at the dance and he asks her if she wants to dance with him and she tells him that while she is into him and likes him, she isn't his backup. So She is not. She is not the backup plan. 
No. Which I really appreciated. Anyway, so, like, there's another part where he goes and, like, talks to this old lady because he, like, I guess they need to, like, give him something likable and it's part of it is just like talking to this old lady i guess i don't know like she wants um, um yeah just like companion yeah companion. and i would much rather watch a movie about this old lady She's um cool. it's also there's a lot here with um, this thing that i noticed only on my second viewing was um the name in celia's phone for brooks is vanilla and she calls him <laughs> vanilla when he's talking to her in the bathroom and i assumed it was a reference to him looking like vanilla ice Um, but it's, like, the ice cream that he gets at Shelby's house was vanilla, like, all of these different things. Like, it's... No, she takes vanilla. Well, I guess that's nice. Yeah. I guess that's nice, but it's also, like... She takes vanilla and says that it's, like, underrated because it's, like, it's it's underrated. Yeah, it was, like, a a good attempt for them to, you know, be deep. Yeah, it was a good, like, little metaphor. Sure. Um, and then I also love Shelby, like, when he, when she answers the door and he's like, oh, you look great. She's like, thanks, it only took three stylists, two hairdressers, one makeup artist, bio-slimming active wrap, two hours of Pilates, and 12 pounds of moisturizer. And then Brooks is like, I took a shower. (laughs) But, like, also, going back to Shelby's terrible social skills... Like, why would you ever say that to somebody you're going on a date with? Like, I would I never mean, say yeah, that. that, but I appreciate, like, in this context, like, hearing that. Because, you know. Yeah. Because it's true. That's what it took. <laughs> but, like, I, like yeah. But, like, any, like if somebody, anytime, like, I've ever gotten any kind of compliment, like, oh, you look, you look great. Usually my compliment is, I tried. Like, I yeah. tried really hard. Like, that's... I mean, I've never had, like, a whole team helping me. But, like, I, I will flout. Like, it's... I'm not going to say, like, I, I... This is all the things that happened. I'd be like, I tried really hard. And thank you for acknowledging that I obviously tried. Yeah. Um, you're like, I put in an hour of effort. Yeah. More than likely <laughs> a lot more than that. But, um, oh, especially... Okay. But also... So the thing about Celia is like, thanks, I self-tanned. Uh, yeah, every day. Um, <laughs> so Celia says that she doesn't want to be Brooks's backup plan. However, he was her backup plan. And like, why is That's it that? That's true. Like she, so the whole thing is like, she's like, I I'm going to stand up for myself. I'm not your second best. It's like, well, okay. So you only decided that Brooks was cool. Like you wanted to date Brooks after you didn't like Franklin. So like that's you true. Did the if she would have liked thing, Franklin. He it's it a wouldn't have story. been an issue exactly. Wow. So really, she did the exact same thing to him, and it's like oh, she's like empowered and all that, and that's like that's great. You can she has total autonomy. She can do whatever the hell she wants, but again, we're justifying something that like it's not no, that's not how like the it doesn't work. It like she did the exact same thing to him, and you know. It's okay for her to do it, but not for him. Yeah, interesting. That was my a big really, takeaway from point. the movie. Yeah, like, I see, I like also, I'm like, this is such, a, this is very hypocritical. <laughs> yeah, I also really would have liked it if this movie just ended when she says, "I'm not your backup," and like moves on. You know, that would like be I wish they just dramatic. fully went their separate ways, and it was like, that's it. Yeah. Yeah, because it's a little It's my kind of ending. I like that. We get, we get even, if possible, we get even more hokey, so. <laughs> God, gross. Um, yeah, so, Brooks arrives home from the dance and fills his dad in about the app, and he's surprised by how important Yale actually is to his son. 
Brooks tells him that he was also hoping that the app would help him figure out who he was, to which his dad gives this very sage advice. The best you can do is think about who you were in the past compared to who you want to be in the future and split the difference. That's who you are now, which I actually was advice that I really didn't agree with um, because his dad, the way that his dad says it is like, I was a successful writer. I would like to be a success again. And it's like, yes, but now you're not not like, yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, you were successful at one point and I guess you can kind of carry that success, but like. You're really sort of, you need to live in the present, bud. Yeah. Like, you gotta really embrace what you have. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. That's the I, whole thing. I was like, you're always gonna be sort of looking back on the past with rose-colored glasses and also looking forward to the future with rose-colored glasses. Yeah, I'm I, saying. It makes I sense. definitely, um, I, I feel like there's, okay, so um, there's a section of the LSAT, the law school entrance test, that it's called Logic Games. And I hmm. feel like this... Sounds fun. It's, yeah, it's, like, um, built on, like, philosophy and, like, uh, um, like premise and argument and all that I took a logic kind of class in college. So. Yeah, I think, a lo- I think most, like, it's a normal gen ed, whatever. Um, but it, like, builds on that, those philosophy concepts. And I feel like this movie is, like... They keep saying, like, you know, this premise, if this is true, then this is true, so this is true. And it's like, no, that's not how this works. You can't just, like, say the sky is blue, the ground is green, so I'm going to Yale. Like, that's not how it works. Like, you can't just, like, these arbitrary things don't just make everything possible. And I feel like his dad, like, this sounds good in theory, but, like, that's... Yeah, like the, like, the, the, the different things. The fact that this is his dad's advice makes so much sense to like the person that Brooks is. Yeah, like maybe if you're looking at a timeline, like mathematically, this makes sense. But like that's and like I weirdly it kind of but, sounds like, like things go in peaks and valleys, you know? Yeah, well, and like it kind of like weirdly, I have I have a tattoo. I have one tattoo. It's on my um, it's on my finger, and it's a a. Um, greater than and then a space and then a less than sign and it basically means you know look to the past and and to the future but don't forget to live in the space in between so basically like live in the present and you know like while those things are super important kind of the exact opposite of this advice um yeah, which that, is what I said. Like, yeah, exactly. I totally and like you're so right. Yeah. I think like you those things are very important, like you said. However, um, you can't just be like so I'm here, you know? Like, yeah, you have like, to, like, example, actually be here. Brooks, like, spends all of his time trying to save up for Yale, which is something that might not happen. Yeah. That he doesn't, like, take advantage of his senior year, which is, like, one of the things that the guy from Yale says. is like, oh, that's such a shame that you've been spending so much time on schoolwork. Totally. Because, like, and missing out on all of these sort of normal experiences that you would go through. Yeah, which like has he been spending anyway. all this, what time? Uh, he hasn't been. He lies time and on says, school. "Yeah, he hasn't been spending time on all this." Schoolwork. Zero. He's been going on dates. Like yeah, zero. Anyway, yeah. interesting. Yeah, interesting points. Um. So the dad also his dad made, says <laughs> when he realizes that Brooks um is more serious, I guess, than he assumed about Yale. Um, he talks about how he, if I knew you were that serious, I would have found a, a way to get the money. Um, and he said, I would I mean, sell. there is a way. It's called a federal loan. Yeah. 
Well, he look it up, sweetie. He said that he would um, sell his or uh, non-essential organs on the black market, which I thought was very funny. And he said, "There's a reason God gave us two kidneys. That spare kidney is just a rainy day cash cow sitting there." And I thought that was kind of funny. Um, like his dad is like very like witty, but like just not a good of, advice giver. Yeah, like the, some of the stuff that he's saying is just very much not applicable to a teenager. Yeah, true. So, whoa, sorry. <laughs> So, um, did I read this one or? uh, No, it's, uh, yeah, you did. Okay. Um, So, Brooks makes amends with Murph, um, which I feel like this is how guys just live their lives. I heard Brody. Yeah, somebody's driving down the street. (laughs) Brody. um, He then meets up with Celia, where he tells her that he has committed to UConn rather than even applying to Yale. Because he doesn't want to go somewhere that he has to pretend to be someone else to be accepted. Um, he leaves her with a reflective letter telling her that he has felt the most himself with her and wants to be with her. Um, and that he will wait if she wants, which is weird. He's more than happy to go on the wait list. Yes, he basically addresses it as a letter to the Office of Admission, as though she is a university and he's trying to be accepted at her university. It's very weird. Um, she later... He's com- so weird. Yeah, like... Like, underrated story. He's a weirdo. Yeah, and, like, giving her a letter, like, we... No. Like, your relationship is not, Just, like, like, about... talk, you know? Well, and he never talked about the admissions letter with her, either. Like, he, the admissions letter storyline or point was with Murph and was with the guidance counselor. Like, it had nothing... She probably was like, why the fuck are you giving me an admissions office Yeah, but letter? we understood it, and that's all that matters. Yeah, so she later shows up at his house and apologizes for slapping him, but, like, kind of then doesn't really apologize for slapping him, which is good. It's like, you deserved it, which... Yeah. Fair. Yeah, yeah. Which, like, we're never... Don't use violence. However, he was on a roll of being... An asshole roll. Um, so... Um. She um she apologizes for slapping him, and then she takes him to Sub Sub, where they meet up with Murph and his new beau, the tuna sandwich guy, and whose they... name we never learn. Yeah, no, um, I think it was like tuna on wheat or something. Um, and then they dance at the sub shop. They like decorate it. Also, is there like no one who like owns this place? Like they just yeah, these, there like, was that random keys? other guy who worked there. When, like, yeah. Murph quit. But otherwise... But, yeah, the, no. the fact that they, like, have access to this place... I don't know. That was kind of weird. Yeah. I mean, when I was in high school, I had the keys to an establishment, so... But, like, if there's cameras, they're gonna get in trouble. That didn't have cameras. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Like, I worked at Subway, and we had cameras, but we also... Oh, I forgot cameras. that, like, you actually worked at Subway. Like, yeah. Which is where this is supposed to be. Like, I would have never... Funny. Well, like, I wouldn't have... I had keys. I just wouldn't have come back after it was closed. It, like, yeah, and also, like, why would you there. want to? Just, like, go in your backyard or something. Yeah, yeah, there are better options. None of the four of you have a home that we could do this in. <laughs> what a twist. Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't need to go through my notes. Like, I already said them. <laughs> the movie's over. Yes. Um. Cool. Who is your character to keep an eye on? Okay, um, <laughs> um... I'm changing mine, by the way. Is that yours? That's there? Yeah. 
Okay. Yeah. I'm changing um, it. I'm actually going to say Murph because I think he's the okay. next Steve Jobs. I also was going to say Murph. Okay. Yeah. Um, Which we usually don't have the same one, but whatever. We will. Yeah. I think like Murph definitely of the people we were presented, Murph has the most promise. Um, I think he's going to do great things. Maybe I should go with like the fake bees. Yeah, tr- yeah. I'm not they, going to. They got you somewhere. Well, and also Murph. The like, world needs more of them. I love how Murph goes is gonna end up going. Like Murph doesn't need to go to college, really. Like, if he is like anything he's going to learn in college is going to be so far behind his capabilities. It's I don't like really think funny. that that's true. I think he can find some value there. I mean. I think a big part of going to college and getting a degree is to show that you put the effort forth to do it anyway, um, because you can do, you know, like, it's not necessarily, Yeah, like, and it's also to make stuff. connections, it's also yeah. to, you know, get educated in other areas and learn more, like, deeply from experts, like, I think that he's sort of there, but everything that he made was, like, not, I mean, it was fairly basic, like, I, I don't know, I can see how going to college would be a value of him. Yeah, him. but the fact that he can, like, spit out these apps, like, he can code and develop and program that well in high school. Like, I don't know anyone who is in high school who could, like, develop and put out an app. Yeah, maybe like, kids can do that now, but I don't know. Yeah, like, I think, like, that level of programming and, like, um, like software development Actually, is I don't pretty... think anyone can, which is why this is fake. Yeah, no, totally. But, like, I mean, honestly, if he's doing what he's doing at that point like he's like beyond like websites and coding and shit like he is like developing software like he is pretty yeah. far ahead of yeah. anywhere anybody else so he should have sure. gone to Yale damn it what's your rating I actually like liked this movie it was more enjoyable however there are so many holes that really set it back yeah um, I mean there's holes but there's also just like those holes are filled in with like sand you know like, yeah well like ju- and like it just it, one swift rain and it's all gone yeah like they're gaping holes um versus like other movies we like can point them out but this is just like one after the other um lots of like this movie is a sponge and there's no great like there's not a lot of great advice like it's not even like anything to like aspire to so um yeah truly there's not um i'm gonna give it a 2.5 i was also thinking a 2.5 okay perfect yay 2.5 okay cool um yeah that's it yeah. Beautiful. Do we know what we're doing next week? No, I don't know. We'll talk about it. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't know if we had decided or not, but I haven't started, so. <laughs> we'll get you something to start. Yeah. Perfect. Awesome. Yep, so um, remember to rate and review this podcast. You know, since you're probably, like, about, since we're about, you're about finished listening to it, you have to go in and, like, probably delete Yeah, no the one's hearing this. Oh, did you stop already? No, I'm just saying, like, no one made it. Oh, well, I mean, while you're deleting it, just scroll to the bottom and give us five stars. That's all you have to do. It's, like, so easy. Sure. Yeah. Okay, so follow me on Instagram, at Mac is Cheesy. That's M-A-C-K is Cheesy. And I am at Miranda Johnson, M-A-R-A-N-D-A-J-H-N-Z-O-N. All right. And at TBT Podcast. Yes. Yes. All right. See you next week. See ya. Bye. Bye.